Hi, this is Colin from Worse in the Industry. We have a lot of laughs on our show, and we get in some pretty heated topics, so it's important to remember that the views expressed by the hosts of Worse in the Industry are our own, and in no way are representations of the views held by the Planet Ant Podcast Network or Planet Ant as an organization, even when we're right. Yell at us, not them. Thanks, and enjoy the show. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Can I talk my shit now? I was playing two-hand touch, fuck it up, it's a hit now. When I hit the road, do a show, hit a lick, then I skip town. Run up in the spot, no dance, and I make them all get down. Boy, you better sit down. Yeah. Ain't nothing fancy, I'm still broke. Cross town like Yancey, I will throw. They say I'm in a spot they would kill for. I could put them in the wheel and they still won't. Get a deal with coke if I wasn't rapping about the past back dealing dope. You know, you know what I did earlier today? I was gonna come up in the episode. I've been listening to a lot of uh, early pop rock and I'm having a great time with it. Do you guys know the, the band The Fix? The Fix? No, two X's. There's one song by The Fix that you will know, uh, and it's it's a it's a delightful little tune, okay? Um, it's uh, it's not, it's what I'm gonna quote, but it's uh, it's got such a fucking hot, hot drumline in it. It's one thing leads to another. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. It's it's really uh really blows my fucking walls out. Gotcha. Uh, I was I was in like a deep deep depression spiral earlier today, just staring at my monitor. Uh, like it was the fucking monolith from 2001 Space Odyssey. And uh, I put on One Thing Leads to Another, and I was up and dancing. I don't even remember what happened. It was you're like just, a huge state. Real cool, man. You're, all of a sudden, you're real happy. You should check out um, fucking... Oh, God, what's the song? Oblivious by Aztec Camera. Old song. I think it came out in, like, 79, but it's, good, it's a good one. It's a fucking okay. good one. Yeah, I'll do that. Hey, man, anything that makes me dissociate, I will take it. Oh, and it's, uh, it's real danceable, too. Like, you won't think, and you'll be moving. One thing leads to another. It's, uh, I, I would say that Oblivious is a little more, like, Spanish, like, pseudo-Spanish jazzy. Oh, is it, like, Gypsy Kings and their hit single, Bombalea? No. Okay. No, it's, mu- it's much better than that. No, the neo culpa. Bang, 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 oh, bang, 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 bang. Well, speaking of one thing leads to another. Speaking of one thing leading to another, we're going to talk about some chemical chain reactions today. <laughs> chemical chain? I... It's it's going to be, uh, that's a stretch. Uh, that's al- you mean, he's talking about ethyl alcohol in the brain. Yeah. I've trepanned myself, and I'm pouring lab-grade ethyl alcohol. Alcohol. Alcohol? I'm pouring it's lab-grade ethyl alcohol directly onto my hippocampus okay you can't call it lab grade uh ethyl alcohol if it's mixed with chi chi's margarita mix colin well you can make chi chi's you can mix it that's the nice thing about chi chi's margarita mix it's already 10 percent. you don't need to add any liquor to it you pour the t- you pour a little bit of the margarita. ethyl like... it's nice 10 percent margarita you need it doesn't taste little, like there's any bit. alcohol in it at all that's it's it's perfect yeah, you need a little bit. No, you don't. I, I mean, I, I do pour a little bit, but if you just drink a glass, you're 
fucking smash. That's why I'm sipping. I'm, like, I haven't really had that much. I'm already feeling it. <laughs> it's Collins Gallant has a lovely, uh, very well-appointed margarita that he's made for himself. He rimmed the glass with teen. He's got the proper style of glass. It's very nice. You just um, need some... My beautiful, uh... wonderful, smart girlfriend uh, bought these margarita glasses for us. And um, it's probably the best purchase that I've ever been a party to. And uh, I, I can't recommend it. You guys... If you're if you really want to kill yourself and you're like so <laughs> suicidal that every day feels like just trudging towards nothing forever, buy some margarita glasses and kind of get loose with it. Put on some of the fix. <laughs> listen, listen to uh, "Pulling Muscles from the Shell" by The Squeeze off of their album "Argy Bargy," and you'll feel much better. Uh, I actually have a better musical recommendation, but it's it's later in the episode. So just why don't we start the show? We're gonna start the show. All right. Uh, well. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back once again to Worst in the Industry, the show where these three half-empty magazines attempt to desperately and safely unload ourselves uh, outside of a firearm and instead bring truth instead of pain to the world. My name is Justin St. Peter, and uh, I don't, it's, I'm the one without a bit today. To my left, Colin Stanley, I'm uh, a six and a half uh, millimeter round fired from an Italian-made Carcano rifle. Uh, in Dealey Plaza. To my left. Uh, my name's Tyler, and I feel like I'm more of like a, a hand-reloaded 9x18 PM cartridge. Uh, really can't do shit for ya. Mm. And also the firearm that you're shooting at out of is also going to break. Yeah, I killed the governor. <laughs> no, I didn't kill him. He's fine. It's, see, you know, I was gonna make a joke about the, the time we shot that fucking M1 Grand, and I fucking popped a bone when I heard that clip pop out. Oh, uh, did you ping. also uh, uh, pop a bone when it smashed your thumb into paste by accident? Hey, listen. I wasn't shooting, so I didn't get grand thumb. <laughs> oh, you just got to listen to the other people scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was my uncle. Watch what, their bones hey, hey, guys, turn if, into what if dust. We, what if we made a gun, right? And it's like a really, like, very reliable rifle. But let's put a bear trap right on top of it. <laughs> so let's that really way, if your thumb, you when if your thumb is in the spot where you think your thumb should go, it fucking snaps it and then rips it off. snaps back right there. You know how, like, we've had guns in this country for, like, I don't know, 300 years? For, like, the whole what time if, we've been here. For, like, what the if whole we, time. Like, what if we, like, just took the spot that everybody who's been using them puts their thumb and we made it uh, a industrial strength rat trap. Genius, absolute genius. Johnson Jones, Rinnet, take, it. take my keys, go to my house, and fuck my fuck wife. Fuck my wife. All right. Yeah, Speaking that's that's probably the exact wife. same guy that took the wonderful <laughs> AR-15 and then decided to make the M16. One of like the it. worst rifles ever made. Yeah. Nah. Oh, it's, no, the M16A1 is absolutely one of the worst there, rifles uh, ever made. Dog shit. Trash. The... When they first started using them in Vietnam, they said 70% of them were inoperative at any time. They had to be yeah, taken because, back out of service. Because guys were, like, using them as bombs. No, 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 like, no. They were seat. just <laughs> bad. All right, this is this is this is kind of contrary because, to the content because, okay, of the episode. Okay, okay, no, 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 no. It's not Eugene, contrary. Eugene, we'll talk about why. Eugene Stoner, okay. Eugene Stoner, inventor of one of the greatest firearms ever made, the Stoner sixty-three, and possessor of a badass last name. Yes, um, he invented the AR-15, right? Yeah. 
And then the U.S. military said AR-15s are too expensive, and they paid this other guy Tyco. to cheapen it up. They paid, they they make, paid the toy make company the Tyco to manufacture yep, them. Make the M16. Yeah. Didn't they also manufacture a toy version yes. that had uh, that had a fucking charging handle on it? That's I believe so. so. Yeah. We want to make sure that if you're black, you will be wasted by the police if they see you even yeah. near this gun. Because we're gonna we're gonna get into some things, but I think we need to we need to set off at the at the top here. Yeah. Is um, um, firearms are fun and firearms are cool, and there's responsible ways to enjoy firearms. Uh, and there I mean, are completely irresponsible ways yeah. to enjoy. Will, yeah. Firearms so, are is, weapons, and they are inherently dangerous. Yes. They're built to kill people. That's they're the built to kill people, and if you treat them like they're built to kill people, and you uh, and you don't, don't want to kill people, you don't want to kill people. It's very important that you treat them like they're built to kill, and you also lack the desire to kill. to kill people. Yes, yes, yes. And or if, if me, both of those things are true, if both of those things are true, then it's fine. Then, oh, then we're all then we're all all right, generally speaking. Generally yeah. speaking, well, as as it seems like uh, everybody is intimated, myself included, today's episode uh, is about um, our sponsor, uh, the National Rifle Association. Yep. Uh, so everybody, give up a hand. Uh, yep. the NRA, thank you, thank you, NRA, for sponsoring this, keeping the lights on. Yeah, we and, have to uh, uh, Raytheon... the tag ad material. So. Yep, Raytheon, Raytheon <laughs> Make sure too. Get through the Thank you. Later in the episode. Yep. <laughs> talk about that RX9 knife missile later. Uh, well, actually, Winchester's paying me to not talk about the Black Tower. Ah. Refuse their money, so. Yeah, we're gonna bring that up later. Uh, so, as we discussed in the last episode, Justin's app on uh, Uline. Um, we we talked about how. Uh, Organizations like MyPillow and Uline act as Christo-fascist mafias uh, or cartels, uh, kind of laundering uh, money through political campaigns, charities, uh, and nonprofits uh, to fund white supremacist violence to either be carried out by the state or, uh, you know, true believers, right? Militias, lone gunmen, that kind of stuff, right? Um, however, one group in this milieu is particularly effective at not only escalating these horrors, but also backstopping any attempts to lessen the escalation. And very publicly. Not in the shadows whatsoever. Very publicly. So, the National Rifle uh, Association was founded as a rifle club, uh, not a lobby for uh, gun manufacturers, in 1871 uh, in New York State. Uh, The purpose of it was ostensibly to improve American marksmanship, after Americans overseas became enamored with the British National Rifle Association. This was back in 1861 uh, that they had first talked about starting uh, the NRA um, in the middle of the Civil War, um, and they had proposed that uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln be one of its founding members. Um, Obviously, that didn't work out for Abe. No. uh, A little ironic (laughs) that they were like, let's get Abe Lincoln involved. Wait, how did he die? Well, let's... Let's wait, a little longer before we, let's wait a little longer before we incorporate this thing. But uh, he was shot where and by who? Where and by who? In the head? By an actor? But it's not even just by an actor. It would be... It's, uh, my, it's like my, if Tom Cruise killed the president. It's, it, well, it wouldn't even be like Tom Cruise. It's like, no, like one of the lesser like... known Hemsworths killed the president. No, 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 no,
It's okay, but Mark Ruffalo doesn't have a more famous older brother. Like John Wilkes Booth did before he killed the president. Oh, so you're oh so wait, you're saying he's like Stephen Oh, Baldwin. Oh, oh, oh yeah. what's 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 uh You're what's, saying you're saying the Lincoln assassination was John Wilkes Booth's biodome. What's yeah. James what's James Franco's brother? Dave Franco. Yeah, it's like Dave, if Dave, Dave Franco, Franco killed the president and then afterwards yeah. James Franco had to issue a public apology for his mm -hmm. brother killing the fucking president. Which I is what happened. I think the reverse happened, but ooh, for sexual ooh. assault. Or the third property brother. The third yeah, that guy. Well, I don't know. He's the, the fourth the, Jonas brother. The emo property brother. Right, the little, the Jonas. younger Jonas brother doesn't count. He was like... The lesser. The he, lesser Jonas. He was like five years younger than the rest. I don't know. So, uh, the, bonus, the bonus Jonas? Frankie? So, uh, Frankie? Frankie? The weird shitty, name. <laughs> so shitty union general and inventor of sideburns... Uh, Ambrose Burnside oh, God. served as the first president of the NRA. And that's true, actually. Sideburns, the facial hair, are named after Ambrose Burnside. Burnside. Uh, and he was Burnside. a shitty uh, union general. I am not going to bore you with why, but he's not good at his job. I need you to worst. bore me with why they're... Did he... There's. He didn't actually invent side... No. He... He... he okay. Obviously, he might have, he he might have made them, like, growing hair on fashion. the side of your face. Well, yeah, no, but, but it, I mean, like, look he's at a not picture. the Justin... I want ju editing Justin. Pause the fucking recording. No, fuck Meet editing Justin. It's Meet recording. Justin. Justin's doing it right now. Meet Justin. Get on the internet. Look at this man. Is that well, or is that not the inventor of fucking science? Okay, okay, okay. Listen, it's it's just like when Kanye West comes out with a new pair of Yeezys, and it, you know it's Yeezy season. Fuck whatever y'all been wearing. Like because no matter what happens, is like six months from then everybody's gonna be wearing neutral tones because Kanye decided earth tones are what's in. And look where we are now. And this guy did that with sideburns. Alright. Yeah, that's what I thought. Alright. <laughs> you saw one picture and we're like, you, you just know have what? to. You only have to see yeah, one right. picture. <laughs> yup. <laughs> now, uh, it's, it's actually very ironic uh, that Burnside became uh, the president of the uh, NRA because during the war... Uh, Ambrose Burnside was a little, like, notorious for, uh, for lamenting that, uh, and I quote, out of ten soldiers who are perfect in drill and the manual of arms, only one knows the purpose of the sights on his gun or can hit the broadside of a barn. Uh, which, uh, I mean, we can talk about the fact that, like, the Civil War was, like, the first instance of industrialized warfare, one of the first times that trench warfare became really really essential easily uh, one of fighting. the most horrifying really early wars ever rifling and that yes yeah. and that because of the early adoption of rifling and then eventually the introduction of repeater rifles uh creating like this industrialized combat you would see in this conflict as you would see yeah. in later conflicts like world war one world war two korea and vietnam and also soldiers uh, did not want to kill each other Gatling, Gatling though, guns too. Gatling guns were used in, in no, the Civil course, War, but, yeah, yeah, but, but they were they were not very effective. They were yeah, mostly suppressing extent. fire, limited yeah, but extent. Le but less the technology and more the psychological effect. Is these guys like when all of a sudden like you're like oh I can just kill sixteen fucking people in a span of a few minutes. Uh, that would be like seeing a flamethrower, a flamethrower being used on you for the first time. Oh, like, God, yeah, horrifying. Yeah. So, uh, you know, th he said that because at the time it was, uh, you know, Union Army records reported that uh, for every thousand rounds expended, 
it only resulted in a single dead Confederate soldier. Yeah. And again, that was more than likely because. But um, that's just were, that's just war. Like that's they, just how it. They were conscripting like poor farm yeah. boys who had only like shot raccoons and shit before with their dads. Yeah. You know, well, dads, I mean, dads, like dads fucking musket. They. You know, or, I, just, I read like, a, uh, a a poll of a bunch of World War Two veterans that said like only. Like, the majority of them didn't even shoot to kill once. Yeah. Like, they were shooting at people, but they were like, I never really, like, aimed at people. I just, just shot in a direction, like, just to, you know, scare them as much as they were scaring us. That's why you started to see this this really huge uh, change in military training uh, after the Vietnam War. Yeah, yeah. and especially when um, automatic fire from uh, firearms was consistent exactly. is when well, suppressing fire could be an, an actual thing that could be used yeah so uh burnside says that he's fucking stupid uh and already bad at his job so shut the fuck up you don't know what you're talking about um, yeah you don't have by, sideburns like this fuck out of here <laughs> uh and by 1873 the nra had beaten their english scottish and irish counterparts uh at shooting competitions using rifled breech-loading muskets uh, supplied by Remington Arms. Wow. Yeah. Um, for the next 95 years, uh, the NRA would more or less work in tandem with government agencies and officials, uh, being a part of multiple intergovernmental, interagency committees on civilian gun ownership, civilian marksmanship, training of youth in gun ownership and gun safety, uh, from the federal down to the local level. Um, they advocated for conservation in the vein of Teddy Roosevelt, uh, trained law enforcement and marksmanship and supported gun control measures like the National Firearms Act, uh, which mandated firearm registration, among other things, and the Federal Firearms Act, which instituted and enforced the FFL system we still use today. So whenever you buy a gun from somebody, that person has to have an FFL. Uh, they have to be licensed to trade firearms, basically, and sell firearms. Yeah. Um, it seems like a very basic thing. And... Uh, I agree that it's important and necessary, but if these uh, pieces of legislation rolled out today, you would see the NRA and every conservative screaming about oh, yeah. how they were they they were chopping down the tree of liberty to say that you should put a serial number on a gun. Yeah, um, no, it's absurd. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's it's really insane uh, where we've gotten to, and we're going to talk about how we've gotten here. Um, however. Uh, as we've seen in all conservative movements throughout American history, you begin to see the division between local business tyrants and international finance ghouls. <laughs> so, um, this conflict kind of starts in 1968 um, when the, the NRA um, starts to oppose some federal uh, legislature. Um, I think it's called the Gun Control Act. They, they opposed portions of it um, because... You know, it, it was uh, basically parts of it were like beneficial to arms traders because it was regulations that they thought if they agreed to, they wouldn't be forced to agree to harsher ones later. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like the way we rolled out uh, the antitrust laws. Yeah. Um, where it's like, okay, agree now or we'll make it worse later. Um, and so they were just like, of course we'll agree because <laughs> later we'll never know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so they, they did that. But then there were parts of it that a lot of the people in the NRA. Uh, didn't necessarily agree with, right? Uh, and you start to see this kind of, like, split happening where there is not this deference to government authority anymore. 
um, you know, prior to 1968, you had, uh, the, or prior to 1977, um, the NRA kind of touted itself as this nonpartisan group, right? That there were Democrats and Republicans, right? That, you know, they had, uh, you know, Dwight D. Eisenhower, JFK, and Richard Nixon were all fucking members of the NRA, um, as were Ronald Reagan and George H.W. Bush, um, even though George H.W. Bush would uh, end up resigning his membership uh, because he's a little pussy baby. Um, we'll I mean, yes, that. but... Um, this conflict would come to a head in the spring of 1977 in Cincinnati when a core of organized reactionaries uh, wearing orange hunting caps uh, seized control of the group literally overnight. Uh, it was at a, an event that started on May 21st, and by the early morning of May 22nd, these reactionaries had seized control of the NRA. Um, prior to the revolt at Cincinnati, as the dopey losers who care about it call it. God, the revolt at Cincinnati. The, the, the worst city. Yeah, these fucking assholes, right? Uh, the Cincinnati, where they don't even know how to make chili properly. They're putting chocolate in it. Or cinnamon? 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 I put cinnamon in my taco mix. It, just a little bit. A little sprinkle is nice. Well, yeah, there's yeah. a difference between putting a little bit, a little bit, and then making that the main flavor. Yeah. yeah which is what they do. Like, that's the thing about Cincinnati chilies. They're like, make it real sweet. It's fucking we need it to be real sweet. It's like, sweet why? I want, I want three ingredients in my chili. I want Onion. e-farts, cracker meal, and fat. Onion. I no want, onion. I, I want raw onion. Unless it's all granulated, over. bitch. No, onion goes on afterwards. Now, by by 1980, Republicans <clears throat> completely controlled the organization uh, and made its rhetoric and purpose pointedly political, leading to the organization's first presidential endorsement uh, in its history, uh, which was for the Reagan campaign. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. Of course. Uh, the turning point of a lot of bad, bad things. So now we're off to the races, and the NRA's ripples in the pool of history have formed waves that are still crashing today. People like Mike Lindell owe everything to the NRA for pioneering their political strategy uh, and their method of making money. Uh, in other words, my pillow is to Fredo from The Godfather, as the NRA is to the real-life Genovese crime family. <laughs> uh, or, more accurately... The NRA is the cars to my pillows, Huey Lewis, and the news. <laughs> but if the NRA is pop rock legend, the cars, who is the Rick Ocasek? Enter Wayne LaPierre. Oh my God, the worst name, the worst name, like possible for a guy that runs the NRA. The dude that runs the NRA, his name should be like Chuck Steak or Chuck, some shit Chuck like Stakely. that. Like. Not beef Wayne. Yeah, be, yeah, exactly. Like, it should be, like, Gunner, Gunner Townbridge or something like that. But instead, it's, it's Wayne LaPierre. My name is Sergeant Gunsmoke. My first name is Sergeant. <laughs> Wayne LaPierre has been the chief executive of the NRA since 1991. And looks like a precocious child wished their school's anatomy skeleton came to life a la Frosty the Snowman. But hey, Colin, you have to remember, every time there's a mass shooting, he gives all of his thoughts and all of his prayers 
in all of his thoughts. Oh, oh so many thoughts in and all prayers. of his prayers. I just, I don't know how he stands it. I don't know how in he can survive without all of them. In prayers. Did you forget about the thoughts? And thoughts. Thoughts, too. Prayers? prayers? Yes. Anyway, we'll get to it. Cars, the Cars hit single, Just What I Needed, oh my is God, what, what Wayne LaPierre sings after devouring a child to absorb their flesh. <laughs> Just like Ted Cruz? No. <laughs> that man he ate my son. son. Wayne LaPierre is like if Nosferatu uh, fed on the nightmares of children. It is... Oh, okay, so it's like... Wow. He, he's it's like, like if Jack Skellington uh, just picked up a high-caliber firearm uh, he's like and if just Jack started mowing Skellington, down kids. He's like if Jack Skellington uh, took a tip from Buffalo Bill and started wearing skin suits. Because I don't know if you've seen a picture of Wayne LaPierre, but he looks like a late-stage Rockefeller. Mm. He is like a... He is... He is the the crust of a man. He's not even yeah, a he shell like anymore. A pre- like, he, <laughs> he looks like a pre-molting Rockefeller. Wayne Wayne Lapierre is something that the shambling corpse of Larry King would scrape off of a shoe. Mm-hmm. Ugh. He looks like Mr. House, but worse. <laughs> Jesus. He looks like uh he looks like you... if the G Man from Gary's mod uh, <laughs> had to go undergo chemotherapy. Do you guys remember the chocolate grandma from Spongebob? Yeah, that's Wayne Lapierre. That's Wayne LaPierre. Let me let me get one more dig at him. One more. I need I need one more. Since we spent so much time last episode just just tearing apart the U line family, this only seems. Yeah, we know we need to roast this guy. That woman looks looks like Eileen Warnos trying to play a woman trying to play Eileen Warnos. Guess who's smart? All right, not me. I got too many. This this laddie's in me. This motherfucker looks like he says bazinga after he dumps a fucking load in his ugly wife. Ugh, that motherfucker. He looks like all of his loads come out as powder. Yeah. No, 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 no. His his cum is cobwebs, and and orphan tears. Black ichor. It's like like the symbiote. It's like a spider web comes out of his penis. Dude, I It's like Tari, you gotta scrape it off with a knife. I absolutely love the pictures of these fucking, like, Wayne LaPierre and, like, Trump and, like, Lindsey Graham and those guys, like, holding guns because it's, like, obviously you've never held a gun before in your fucking life. Wayne LaPierre definitely held a gun before. And Donald Trump... Donald Trump's actually an NRA member, and he did... (laughs) It's so funny. Donald Trump claims he's one of like the like like double digits of people that are, are able to have concealed carry permits in New York City. It's so hard to get a concealed carry permit in New York City that there's like barely any of them that have it. Yeah. Right? Uh, but Donald Trump claims he's one of the guys that does. He has one. <laughs> I don't think so. Donald Trump has one and he fucking weaseled his way in because of it, the who he was. Oh well I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a couple of celebrities uh, like Donald Trump that have done that. Yeah. Um, so, under Wayne LaPierre's unblinking watch, the NRA championed the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, which enshrined arms manufacturers' uh, uh, immunity from liability, with a few important exceptions, mm-hmm. uh, and opposed the 94 and 2013 assault weapons bans, uh, as well as the Brady Bill. Really funny that they opposed the Brady Bill. 
because if you guys remember, the Brady Bill is named after James Brady, mm-hmm. who was uh, Reagan's first term press secretary, the guy who caught John Hinckley's fucking bullets uh, when John Hinckley Jr. tried to shoot and kill Reagan. Yeah. Uh, the whole point of the Brady Bill was to introduce universal background checks because John Hinckley had been arrested a few days before trying to get on a plane with a few guns uh, and then had uh, bought a gun with a uh, an ID that had been acquired with a fake residence. Um, God, what a different mm, world it was in yeah. the 80s. I mean, he, he, when he, you could he, get caught trying to bring guns onto a plane and they're and like... Then, and then go All get right. a Texas driver's license with a fake residence and then actually go buy a gun and they go shoot at the president. Like, uh, what a fucking world. Man. You know what, Mr. President? They can't say Texas doesn't love you. Uh, <laughs> it's. I wish John Hinckley Jr. was as good of a shot as he was at selling concerts. I wish tickets. he wasn't using a twenty-two. <laughs> it's I wish higher. I was. I wish that motherfucker was using like that. Uh, I wish he was using like full metal jacket forty-fives, just blowing oh. through that crowd of people. He is. I, I wish he, he was is using out now. He made a. He wrote. He wrote an album. Weird. Oh, oh, like a one of the forty k bolt guns, where they're like it, they're mass react, self propelled. No, I mean like one of the fucking bullshit ones they made in the eighties when they were oh, like the gyro gyro jets and caseless yeah. ammunition are the future. Yeah, the ones that Same. never fucking worked. Yeah, yeah, the, the ones that blow up in your hands. Yeah, exactly. They're like the fins will pop out, no, and then, then like all all of them besides one pop slow. out, and then it just fucking Good. nose Again, dives in your feet. Good for John Hinckley Jr. I'm glad that he got out, and I'm glad he's uh, medicated, and he's, you know, getting the help that he deserves. And, uh, writing some now, music. Writing some music. He sold out his music. first show. He's, hey, if John Hinckley Jr. is anything, he's an example of reformation and rehabilitation uh, and how those things can happen in spite of the horrific system we have in place to keep those things from happening. And it I is walk. possible. I follow him on Twitter. He seems like a real sweetheart. Yeah. He's he he seems only a little Yo, crazy. If he Hinkley, seems crazy in the way that people who are like very medicated do, like he's, if Hinkley he's goes on not tour, all there. if Hinkley goes on tour and he comes to Detroit, we are absolutely we're going. We're going we're to going. see John Hinkley Jr. on tour. I want to get his. I, I, get a I want. Taken. I want. I want, I want a autograph. picture taken. I yeah. want his autograph on my arm, and then I want to get it tattooed. I want to. I want him to sign a picture of Reagan. I want him to sign a box of 22 rounds. <laughs> no, I think that one, I don't think they're going to let you bring that into the, into the venue. No, I empty the box first. Ah, okay. It's yeah. just an empty box. And then I fill it. <laughs> and each one has the name Ronald in Reagan. Uh, where's Reagan? Where's Nancy? Me running around hell with my dick flapping out of my pants. <laughs> the throat goat. The th- where's the throat goat, Nancy Reagan? So, um, in addition to uh, helping oppose uh, those assault weapons bans uh, in 94 and 2013 and uh, opposing the Brady Bill. Uh, He's also the guy who coined the phrase, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. That's Wayne LaPierre. He's the guy who said that. Because as we all know, the context that he said it in is really awful. Because he said it right after Sandy Hook. Because (laughs) at at 42% of all school shootings that have happened in America, there has been an armed school resource officer and there. And guess what? Anybody. Not a single one has stopped the shooter. Not yeah. one. Never, 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 never. Very few have so, even intervened, let alone Most stopped. of the yeah, time... Those, because I, guess what? Guess what? Just because you have a gun doesn't mean you're going to be a fucking hero. 
Yeah, and the cops, the police, have absolutely Definitely no legal not. requirement to protect us. No, they don't uh, yeah, give a shit a, about you. There was an event that happened in New York State in, I believe it was the late 90s, early 2000s, where a man uh, was trying to just... There was a guy on a subway who had a knife, and he was threatening the crowd with the knife. Um, and uh, this brave fucking citizen stepped up and uh, tried to disarm him uh, and ended up getting stabbed like a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the subway stopped... The police got on, they arrested the guy, and they left uh, the citizen, the actual fucking hero, to bleed out on the subway floor. They just left him there. Yep. Uh, oh, didn't even paramedics didn't provide any uh, kind of first aid. Um, it ended up getting brought all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled that uh, police departments do not have an obligation uh, uh, within their like they're they're not obligated just by being police officers officers to save or protect human life. That is not even the first time that that has been litigated at the Supreme Court level. Nope. It has been litigated again and again and again. Yep, and also, everybody, just so you know, if you live within 100 miles of an of a international border, so that's Mexico, Canada, or an international coast, uh, you can be searched by Border Patrol. They can uh, search your house without a warrant at any time. Yep, it's no, not just no reason or no warrant. Uh, it could extend to other government agencies as well. Could. It yep. could so we could no longer have a Fourth Amendment agents. right. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you live anywhere in the state of Michigan, yep. the entire state of Michigan, Upper and Lower Peninsula, are both completely encapsulated by this. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's <laughs> great. Great great laws. I love it. Um, now, Wayne LaPierre coined that terrible, stupid, idiotic fucking phrase in the aftermath of the Sandy Hook shooting, but it wasn't unprompted. He was in the process of pimping out the NRA's bogus fucking program the National School Shield Emergency Response Program. Great. Right? What is that? Shield. So shield. I, what, is shield? what is a shield? What is a shield? A shield is not a gun. A so shield is a defensive... Some, some astute It's a defensive equipment. Yeah. Some astute listeners might note that a shield is used only to defend. It is only defense. And that a gun defense. is used only to attack. Yes. So they might be opposites, you'd say. They might yeah, not they, they're definitely the not the same thing. So the idea behind the, the School Shield Emergency Response Program was basically that the NRA would provide grants to school. Like, they would provide, like, um, like counseling. Like, they would, they would like, uh, I'm gonna uh, hate consult this. I'm gonna hate this these so schools. Much. They, would, they would provide consultation uh, and grant money to these schools and tr- uh, to help them beef up their security. So that would talk, they, they talked about how, like, they would yes, help because with putting, drills. Putting, help cops, with, uh, putting cops in high schools only helps. Yeah, well, I get it, but here, so here's, but let me just explain. Here's, this here's is the way they pitched do. it. This is how they pitched it. They said, you know, it's not just resource officers. We want it's we want staff included. We want to have these schools to have a plan. We want them to be able to uh, like have these protocols in place. And you're thinking in your mind, wow, this seems kind of responsible. This kind of seems like the thing that we need. It's yeah, where's the, 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 the catch? Where's the catch? Where's the catch? Uh, the program had only given between five and eight grants to schools between 2012 and 2016. So, at the maximum, two a year. Um, at the absolute most. At the most. But was very effective in funneling tens of millions of dollars into uh, the NRA through donations for this program. In so, 2018, so they made 
tens of millions of dollars. Oh, we're gonna get there, buddy. Okay, okay, you got you got numbers. Oh, okay. come on. Oh, he's got piles of numbers. In 2018, when Iran-Contra operative Oliver oh, North, who worked with Blackwater founder Eric Prince to, pit, to pitch a private spy network to, quote-unquote, combat the deep state to Donald Trump's administration, uh, when, he, when that guy, that fucking psycho, that monster, that war criminal, uh, who... When he was elected NRA president in 2018, he he apparently demanded the NRA, quote-unquote, make the program real. (laughs) Oh, so just the NRA has just got to make all these spies happen. Not not his spy network program, the S.H.I.E.L.D. program. Oh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. program. Oh, the thing thing that they've been accepting donations for. And he's like, you need to actually do this. So, um... People are going to start noticing that we haven't done anything. (laughs) And uh, as of 2019, the NRA had only issued 54 grants, totaling a little over $600,000. But they've gotten tens of millions millions, of dollars. Tens of millions of dollars. Um, The revelation of their ghoulish capitalizing on a massacre they helped cultivate came out of the NRA's legal dispute with their longtime advertising agency, Ackerman McQueen. It was Ooh. also revealed that uh, ex- that then-executive vice president Joshua L. Powell had a sexual harassment case settled in 2017 using NRA funds before being accused again of a separate instance oh, of sexual God. harassment, this time by an Ackerman McQueen employee. When Ackerman and McQueen informed NRA leadership they would no longer conduct business with Powell, the NRA refused any attempts to collaborate with them, closed ranks, and began a protracted legal battle where they accused the uh, Ackerman McQueen of a slew of things, uh, refusing fiduciary responsibility, attempting an executive coup on Wayne LaPierre, uh, and, and like a bunch of financial crimes, right? Meanwhile, yeah. the, the NRA countersues, counterclaims, and says, actually, Ackerman and McQueen, uh, you know, they're, or sorry, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what the NRA did, sorry. Yeah. And then Ackerman McQueen counterclaims and goes, uh, actually, no, <laughs> we didn't do that. You guys are grossly mishandling your funds. Wayne LaPierre charged us. $540,000 for clothes, travel, and food expenses. Uh, you guys... What a prissy little loser. But, like, that's... He's, that's a crime. He's committing, yeah. he's committing fraud. Um, so... So... Powell, Joshua L. Powell, ended up leaving the NRA and attempted this wormy little fucking face turn where he wrote a book about the NRA was like corruption and gun control or something like that. And it's Mm. his, he starts talking about like, yeah, we need universal background checks. We need red flag laws after a career in service to the people preventing that from happening only because now it comes out that he's a sexual predator. Right. Yeah. 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 And now he's like trying to save face. And now he's like, Oh, I can flip it around on its head. I can, you know, look like the good guy here and do this like positive PR campaign. So next time he gets char- like accused of sexual assault, it's uh, not oh, a yeah. big deal. 
because he mean, was the good guy. I did. He was, a good he, guy. He, he was the good guy was, once. I'm a good guy now. He's he's like uh, the moderate conservative. He's like Mitt Romney. He's like, well, you know, like yeah, he's, you he's, know, he's still not like you know, in civility. Still yeah, in see, civility. I was thinking more along the terms of David Bergowitz fucking repenting in his like last years. Yeah, he, so one of, one of the things that uh, Ackerman, David the Queen, claims is, uh, the NRA offers this, like, gun owner insurance, basically, right? It's, it's like, one of their big money-making things. Um, they claim that Powell literally called it an, an, an insurance scam to them, mm. <laughs> which I think is yeah. hilarious. I mean, and is I, it? Like, it seems like it, yes. So, the I do think that there are practical applications for gun insurance especially when it comes to cops is uh you should be required to have firearm insurance like most other uh people who run businesses are required to have like contractors insurance like uh you know business insurance basically i don't know i don't think adding another insurance into like i don't think like expanding the insurance industry is going to help anybody but i think it could uh it could accelerate um not allowing certain police officers to carry firearms anymore when they have issues yeah once once you start saying okay now you, the profit incentive is now incentivizing you to take guns out of the hands of repeat offenders and domestic uh, abusers that makes sense because that's the only way that any decision makes uh, yeah exactly. that's how these fools fucking you know think yeah. and breathe and yeah, it's it's never about people's lives. It's all a cost-benefit analysis. Yeah, which I feel like could could move things closer I, to where I, we yeah, want I it to be. I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. I just don't think it would be deployed in good faith. And I think you know, absolutely I not. No, for sure, yeah. absolutely not. Now, the, the the legal dispute between these two groups uh, was actually settled in March of this year, um, and although it's unconfirmed, it seems likely due to the timing that it was due to the continuation of. New York State's Attorney General's lawsuit and investigation against the NRA. Oh, oh. This that's part some of weird my notes, timing. This part of my notes I've entitled, of course there's another lawsuit. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. So, as the NRA was chartered in New York State, if you'll remember, 1871, that's when they were chartered, uh, they were beholden to state law, and in light of the dubious financial activity... That was revealed in their dispute with Ackerman McQueen. The state's attorney general began an investigation in 2019 that is now seeking the nonprofit's disillusion. They're oh trying boy. to completely dissolve the NRA. They oh might no. actually be able to do it. It's wow. Really, it's really crazy. It's it's ongoing. It's not over yet. Um, well, now, I think they're gonna they'll dissolve their nonprofit, uh, the the 501c. That doesn't matter. It, 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 that doesn't matter. They make enough money to be able here's to... Here's what they did. Tyler, you're going to love this. In January of 2021, the NRA pulls a pulls a move that we might refer to colloquially as an Alex Jones, where they oh, declare an bankruptcy AJ? Yo, in an effort great. to reincorporate in Texas. Good move. Go oh, in Texas, of course. In Texas. It's, it turns out I'm bankrupt in the state, but uh, in, in that's Texas, where... I don't have a whole shitload of money. Okay, tech, that's that's where everybody goes is Texas, where fucking Elon Musk is. That's where Joe Rogan is. That's where fucking Alex Jones is. That's where the NRA is now. Is because Texas is like a fucking cesspool, and they're like, yeah, all you fucking financial criminals, come here. It's fine. They're like our Ireland. Basically. Basically. Uh... Texas, besides being a cesspool, 
It's also the state that the NRA had previously attempted to use $6.5 million of its funds to buy a private residence for Wayne LaPierre in 2018. Oh, I thought ah. they were trying to buy Texas. The deal, became, the deal became publicized <laughs> and then immediately was aborted, but they were attempting to buy a home for him. Uh, and, and the reason they said they were, and the reason they, they thought it was okay, even though it didn't end up going through, was it was for his safety. Oh, yes. Of course. And it's like, isn't your whole thing that the only thing that makes you safe is a gun? They have an entire program, a disgustingly titled program, called Refuse to Be a Victim. As mm. if it's a choice. Mm. Right? As Colin, if it's a fucking watched... choice. And it's about Do... using guns in self-defense, right? Um, they're despicable monsters. And the NRA, like, besides being responsible for all this damage and hurting all these people and creating this culture of death and violence, um, they're also just assholes. Colin, in your research, did you come across NRA TV? I don't want to talk about Dana Loesch. I don't want to talk about Dana Loesch. Uh, here, here's the disclaimer, right? Because I know there's listeners, like some of you guys are really informed. Uh, there's a lot of NRA shit I didn't talk about. Because oh, there's literally a mountain of ghouls. You throw a fucking dartboard at an NRA like leadership board, like uh, Oliver North was their uh, was their president two presidents ago. Their last president worked at Lockheed Martin for twelve years. Uh, like they're they're animals. These people are despicable creatures. Um, now you might have you might have picked up earlier when i had mentioned the uh protection of lawful commerce and arms act uh and how it enshrined uh immunity from liability for arms manufacturers but with a few exceptions and those exceptions are when uh it's still in a violation of state or federal law or uh when there's uh it's like i can't remember the term but it's 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 like a when they're basically marketing off of the thing that they could be liable for when they yeah. profit off of the thing that they are immune from liability for that is when they lose the liability the, the oh you mean like how every time there's a school shooting gun companies make a whole bunch of money because everybody who's a conservative thumb sucker gets scared and thinks they're going to lose all their guns so they go in a rush and buy all the guns and ammo <clears throat> that's exactly what i'm talking about specifically yes. the sandy hook families mm. sought to use these exceptions in the act mm -hmm. to pursue legal action against Remington because Remington uh, they, Remington is the company who you might remember was the company that gifted the first rifles that the NRA used in their shooting competitions all the way back in 1873 Remington, that same company, they are the ones who uh, created the guns uh, and sold the guns uh, to Adam Lanza's uh, mother, uh, who he then, which he then used in the Sandy Hook massacre. Uh, Josh Koskoff, uh, who is the representation, the lead lawyer uh, for the Sandy Hook family, is against Remington, uh, has this amazing fucking line where he goes, uh, and, you know, I might be misquoting, but it, this is like the best way uh, mm -hmm. that, that, I've, that I can say it. Remington never knew Adam Lanza. 
but they had been courting him for years. And it's true. It's, mm-hmm. it's exactly true. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about what that means in a second. Because this precedent that it's set in civil court between Remington and these Sandy Hook families is what's being used by families uh, of the victims of the Uvalde shooting uh, in their legal pursuit of Daniel Defense, the company that manufactured the guns that that shooter used. Josh Koskoff is also, uh, I believe, representing those families uh, against Daniel Defense. Now, when we talk about these companies, right, and we talk about them marketing off of this money, off of these tragedies, right? Like, what does that mean? In the case of Remington and the Sandy Hook families, Remington was forced to release thousands of internal documents, among which they talked about how to market their guns in the wake of mass shootings and yeah. what what PR moves to use. Yeah, because they knew that there was a massive opportunity for profit, and that's all. It's it's always what it's about. It's about the opportunity to make money. Exactly. And when you go well, that's, to that's a capitalist the Daniel Defense society. website, all you have to do is go to the About Us page. Go through their timeline, and you'll see exactly what I mean. They talk, they brag about how this, uh, this guy and Daniel Defense, they call him a David amongst Goliaths. Oh, God. Uh, when they talk about Daniel Defense winning a contract from SOCOM. SOCOM, for those of you whose brains aren't pickled, is the Special Operations Command. It is the joint command uh, between all branches of the military, all special forces, so like SEALs, Rangers, all of it. Um, They paid for a contract to Daniel Defense, right? Um, And Daniel Defense uses that military contract as an advertising point, as a marketing point. They are saying the military, whose sole purpose is to kill people, buys our guns which means they are very effective at killing people you so that means you should buy our guns to kill buy people. Our guns because you will be like the military and able to kill and be able to more efficiently kill people that is what they are saying that is their argument here yeah they just never explicitly say it it's the implication it's exactly the Im- and honestly it's the implication if did not have those internal documents where they specifically reference mass shootings i doubt the Sandy Hook families would see a cent of that restitution that they got from them. Probably not. So we have if, to hope if this that Daniel Defense saint, has a similar this, internal document. This basically. saint of a fucking lawyer didn't say, no, I need all this shit for discovery. He's like, nope, I need everything. Give me exactly. fucking everything, everything you guys everything. got. Give me everything. Because a lot of times Dude, it's like, during it's discovery, like, these companies they'll flood you with bullshit. They'll give listen, you every fucking receipt, scrap of paper, or, and handwritten note. Or, or they'll give they'll, you nothing. Or, or they'll give you nothing, like what we've learned With from formulaic object what, formulaic objections. Uh, yeah, formulaic objections. Yeah, if you're interested in the way that like these companies, like these really like court proceedings and like, listen to Knowledge Fights formulaic objections series, where they do depositions uh, with. Infowars, basically. Yeah. And, From uh, the lawyers see, uh, representing Sandy Hook parents. Yeah, and you can see how, like, the opposite. Like, the way Remington acted is the way a company, a corporation is supposed to respond to discovery 
supposed to go with these proceedings because they want it over as quick as possible so they can pay as little as possible so they don't get a default judgment. Because people at InfoWars are like lobotomized Labradors, they never did that. And so they're getting dragged through the fucking bramble they have patch. Sent, they have sent three corporate representatives that have no idea anything. They gave the latest one two weeks to prepare. Two weeks it's to insane. prepare. It's, it is literally, it's bat shit. And now, yeah, and they've had to explain to every single one of them, is this something you don't know, or is this something the company doesn't know? Because you are here representing the company. Now this is uh, this is a message that Daniel Defense posted on their website. It's now been taken down. Uh, I believe it was the day of or the day after um, the Uvalde shooting. It goes: uh, We are deeply saddened by the tragic events in Texas this week. Our thoughts and prayers go out mm. to the families and community devastated by this evil act. As reported in Governor Abbott's press conference, it is our understanding that the firearm business attack was manufactured by Daniel Defense. We will cooperate with all federal, state, and local law enforcement authorities in their investigations. We will keep the families of the, of the victims and their entire Uvalde community in our thoughts and prayers. Oh, those thoughts and prayers. Well... Clearly not enough to keep the message up on their site. Clearly not enough to keep their Twitter account unlocked, uh, which they've now set to private. And clearly not enough to stop manufacturing guns uh, that sole purpose is to market as military weapons used to kill other people that ended up, would you fucking guess, killing other people. See how officially the military kills brown kids? Could you imagine what it could do to brown kids here? Exactly. So, no. um, this is, uh... This is the part of the episode that's going to get a little rough, because um, it's going to get a little graphic. Um, if you, like me, have been having a really, really hard time uh, watching and reading any coverage of school shootings for a while now, um, I would recommend, uh, you know, turning off the podcast, honestly. Yeah, we love um, you. We really uh, do, but don't this, feel is, bad. this can be heavy. It's, uh, don't feel bad. Cool. Just it's don't as, listen to the end of this. We'll, we'll catch you next my, week. My earlier reference to those Cars singles, it's not as fun. It's, it's no. yeah. I'll give you kisses now. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we kisses now. Yeah. You know, there's no hard feelings. All right, so now, if you're still here, I'm sorry. Uh, in the Uvalde shooting... Um, the shooter used uh, hollow point rounds in their yes. in their ARs, right? Um, five 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 six forty five hollow points. Yeah. And yeah. Or were they two two threes? I don't know. I don't it's know. the same round. Yeah, the it's, same round. It does not matter. Um, they used hollow points, which means these kids that they gunned down while the police stood outside and waited and watched with their dicks in their hands. Um, these kids were literally blown apart. Um, these hollow points, and we're going to talk about it in a minute because it is part of our call to action. Hollow point rounds don't just pass through somebody, they expand. So yeah, they're they basically fragment. exploding within these kids. Um, the kids who were shot, there were, there were 19 people who were killed, and there were 19 additional people who were injured. Um, the, the people who were killed were so badly mangled by these rounds. They were pulverized, decapitated in some situations, and reduced to such discrete pieces 
that the only way their bodies were identified were through the use of DNA testing and, in the case of a few, clothing. Yeah. These One of them was shoes. A pair of green Converse, right? Yeah. And that's something I wanted to talk about, and I'm glad you brought it up, because that's something that Matthew McConaughey... Matthew McConaughey spoke uh, on the behalf of the White House about the Uvalde shooting, and he talks about one of the victims who wore those green Converse, right? And he talks about, like, how these people's bodies... These children, these these innocent fucking kids, how their lives were snuffed out and how their bodies were destroyed um, by the shooter, right? Did he talk about how it's not all right, all right, all right? He No, he did not <laughs> reference Dazed and Confused. It did not happen like that. Uh, I had to throw one in. It's fair. It's heavy, man. Ah, God damn it, Justin. <laughs> he didn't do that, and right? And then and then he ends his, like, big dramatic... Like, he talks about these kids, he talks about their families... And then he starts giving the same, like, liberal line you're always fucking here. Yeah, thoughts and prayers and... Mental health care. We need need background checks. Do this, that, that, the other thing. But the problem is that him, just like every liberal and Democrat that talks about gun control, they talk about it like it's a problem that you just solve magically overnight. That you just pass a gun control bill and then you can rest easy tomorrow. No, Uh, no, there's not because... Even if you stopped at this point, right... We have more guns than people in America. Mm-hmm. If you stopped gun manufacture wholesale tomorrow, and there was no matter. way to, to legally buy a gun, there was no way to transfer a gun, and that the people who had guns just had to sit on them or get them illegally or sell them illegally until the end of time in America, you would still be dealing with the problem of gun violence for another century. Okay? Yeah. It would not... You know, there would still be enough people maintaining and holding on to these guns that it would still be a problem okay? there's still metal shops they can make parts it's it, but metal also shop, it's the fgc9 exists yeah there's the, the other issue is um uh a lot of firearms aren't defined very well in laws it's, and it's purposeful that's something the and NRA it's it's does, purposeful but i it is it is like sure an NRA exactly which is used so i feel like if if we do want to make um strides to make new regulations and new laws about things we need to define what things are because the definition of a shotgun is something that has a stock and has a smooth bore barrel yeah you can you can buy legally manufactured that is what a shotgun is that is mm-hmm. what a shotgun is legally in Michigan, so, like, you, can, you can modify a pistol uh, to basically put a shooting brace on it. Full AR. It has yeah. a stock. It has an extended barrel. It has an extended. Now it has a shooting brace, it not shoots, a stock. Oh, shut the fuck up! It's the same. It's a thing. shooting brace. It's ridiculous, but you can literally keep a full AR rifle concealed on your body uh, in Michigan because it's still, by law, considered a pistol in certain situations. It's yep, ridiculous. it's a shooting, because it's, it's uh, a shooting brace, because the shooting brace was made for people that only have one arm to be able to shoot a rifle. Yep. Now, God help you if you carry a rifle that is, you know, a few inches, or own a rifle that's a few inches too short, uh, because that's now an SBR, and that's highly illegal. Mm-hmm. So, good luck. Um, but if it has a shooting brace on it... Yeah, it's a pistol now. Yeah, it's a pistol now, so it doesn't matter. But here, here's here's in my mind the call to action right it's like tyler and justin are saying there are lots of things that we could do um to not solve gun violence but make it more difficult make it harder 
to just blow a million people fucking away in a handful of seconds. Part of the research that I did for this is I went back and I read a bunch of articles on Sandy Hook and I read a bunch of fucking articles on the Las Vegas shooting and I read a bunch of fucking articles on the Uvalde shooting and I read through these and thought about them and what could have prevented this. In a lot of cases, it's nothing. A lot of these guys, more often than not, they're buying these guns legally. Uh, they're buying these guns um, every way you should. They're not exhibiting any of the signs. They, if they, they haven't been previously incarcerated, they haven't uh, had a history of mental health treatment, even if they've mm -hmm. had a history of mental illness. Yeah, um, but the it's the hard part is the radar for a lot of these red flag laws that are being proposed. The hard part is 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 doing nothing. Of course. So that's that's where the thing. I'm coming in here. So yeah, the rounds that were used in the Uvalde shooting, as I said, were hollow points, right? Now, hollow point rounds were invented in the late 1800s to improve accuracy. Basically, the idea was that you'd carve a little bit out of your payload and it would uh, make the flight of the round more predictable. That even though it had a lower ballistic coefficient, you would see uh, increased uh, predictability in where it landed. There were less so factors. It would, sp it would spin faster, it was lighter. Exactly. Uh, which meant it wouldn't tumble as easily in the air, which you know, causes those, those like huge miscalculations in aim. That's why when people talk about uh, using hollow points for sport, it makes sense. Because if you are in a competitive situation, you want to use the most uh, accurate bullets possible, right? Yeah. Now, hollow points, it became very apparent very quickly that there was something else about hollow points that was really um, effective. effective. Yeah, fragmentation, fragmentation. That they expand. So normally, when a soft point bullet hits you, um, soft lead will. It's the best way I can think of describing it is: imagine a piece of double bubble bubble gum. All right. Somebody takes that piece of double bubble and they push it into your body. It's gonna, it's gonna morph. It's gonna malform. But it's gonna stay in basically the same shape. Yeah. And if it was at high enough speed, it would like tumble through and possibly exit the other side because it's retaining all of its mass. Yeah, which a bullet tumbling through a body is destructive enough. That is exactly. the worst thing for it, it is, to do is to tumble. Exactly. Well, it's because not then the it's worst it's thing. it's it's ripping through instead of as opposed of to just it's, going it's penetrating. So that's yeah. that would be the difference between like a standard round and like a jacketed round. Jacketed rounds yeah. are way more likely to shoot through a target without tumbling. Um, yeah, because it, they, it is they, technically the most like if you're going to shoot somebody, it is technically it is the, the best way to shoot. It is the safest way to shoot quote somebody unquote, to, in, quote to to incapacitate them without killing them in certain situations. Yes. Um, yeah. Obviously, caliber, distance, that all those things matter when we're talking. About yeah, a lot. What, just take it as red when we're talking about this. We are generalizing, um, but with hollow points, it is okay to generalize and outspeed. Yeah. And it's, you know, this does, uh, uh, talking about this, this does imply a little bit of firearm knowledge. And, you know, we apologize if there's any of this that is going over any of our listeners' heads. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, if you want to talk about gun control as an issue, you should be informed. If you want to, yeah. want to talk about legislation, if you want to talk about these kinds of issues, it's so easy for conservatives. Uh, it's so <laughs> you don't know what the AR gun, and AR-15 so stands for. It's so people whose yeah. only knowledge base is firearm statistics. That's that they the got from the NRA. They that they got from the NRA. Lives. That they got from the accurate. NRA. Exactly. They get them from the NRA, 
Uh, and they, they, they're fucking inaccurate as hell, but that's all they know. So if you get something wrong, if you call it AR, if you say it stands for assault rifle, that's what they're going to jump on, right? That's yeah. what they're jumping on. It doesn't matter. Because that's all that matters to them. Exactly. Yeah. Is uh, there it's, like, it's look at this, pedancy. look at this stupid ass lib doesn't even know what the AR in AR-15 stands for. So we should have informed legislature and we should have people who are informed making those decisions. Um, hollow points. Now, hollow points very quickly the becomes horrifying. apparent that when they, they go in the body, it's not like pushing a piece of double bubble through your body. It's like blowing a bubble with double bubble, bubble inside your body. Um, they expand, which means they basically explode inside of you. Yeah, um, and, and put a bunch of broken glass in there well, just just for fun. And just an enormous amount of force. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also the fact that um, a lot of the times, because they are uh, expanding, right? Because they have increased expansion, they have decreased retention. And they're mm-hmm. talking about uh, like retention of the hole. So in a, in, a, in a jacketed round, in a full metal jacket round, there is a lot of retention, no expansion or very mm-hmm. little expansion. That's why they pass through. Through and through. Bing, bang, they, boom. A lot of retention equals penetration. Yep. When you have a lack of retention and an increase in expansion, you have a decrease in penetration. Yeah. So instead if of full, a full metal jacket, somebody, if it goes through, if it goes through, if it doesn't go through any of your organs or any major arteries, you fucking stitch that shit back up. You're, you'll be fine. Yeah. No okay. problem. Looking at my old man. Now, yeah. because of what happens with hollow points, um, they immediately, uh, I think it was the Hague Convention, outlawed their use. Um, yeah. Not not specifically, but said that any any ranged weapon that caused undue or excessive suffering or pain. Basically, the the idea of it's kind of like the idea of the Fourth Amendment that we have that there there should not be um, like cruel and unusual punishment. It's the idea that there is a point to which state violence can be excessive, and that there needs to be a limit even in the circumstances of war, right? So hollow points aren't allowed. Now, the U.S. didn't sign that first convention. We did sign the following one in the early 1900s um, that had a similar provision that basically limited the use, the restricted the use of hollow points uh, in warfare. And we abided by that uh, to an extent. There are certain circumstances where hollow points do make sense for the military to use. And obviously, we're not pro-military here on the podcast, but if you're going to have one the only time it makes sense to have hollow points is like on an airplane or a submarine, basically, because it's a place where where you need to not cause rapid explosive decompression. Yes, exactly. yeah, you need to not through shoot and through. a hole like through the thing yeah, exactly. Alive. If you if you need to sh- if you need to shoot somebody, you want that bullet to stay in that person. The gun that the son of Sam used was actually a revolver built for uh, being used on airplanes that used hollow points. Yeah, uh, fun fact. <laughs> Speaking, bringing back to the David Berkowitz reference I threw in in the beginning. Oh, hey, it was a dog across the street. He told me that they uh... were in the same apartment. <laughs> yeah, he was downstairs. Uh, Oy vey, it was the dog downstairs. <laughs> so the, these hollow points, right? Like they're not okay to be used by the military, but they're still available for commercial purchase, right? And I know what you're thinking. You're like. Well, you know, my dad hunts, or my my you know uncle or husband or whoever, or my wife or my sister, like they hunt, they deer hunt, and they say they need hollow points. They're wrong. Hunting, uh, you don't. Hunting, fuck that. All my relatives load hollow points in their concealed carries. 
which is crazy because right they're like it's for stopping power. Right? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's and I was going to bring that up when Colin was talking about that deceleration, that that sudden deceleration. That is what is known to gun nuts as quote unquote stopping power. Yes, yeah. it's killing ability. Yes, that's what it yeah. should be. Yes, killing and ability. if you and if Lethality. you want, listen, listeners, if you, for some reason you're still listening, um, and you really want to know the extent of where hollow points have gone now, look up rip rounds. Well. Give me a second, because they're... Look up Rip Rounds. Before we get to Rip Rounds, I do want to talk about, like, because this kind of ties into what we're talking about with Daniel Defense and Remington, where it is a company that is towing the edge of marketing to the point where they get into trouble. Um, So, in the early 90s, 1991, the same year that Wayne LaPierre became the NRA chief executive... um, Winchester released uh, a brand of hollow point uh, pistol and rifle ammo called Black Talons. Black Talons. They, they came in 9mm Luger, 10mm Auto, uh, 40 caliber uh, SW, 45 ACP, 357 Magnum, 44 Magnum, 300 Winchester Magnum, 308 Winchester, uh, uh, 308 Winchester, th- uh, 338 Winchester Magnum, and 30 out 6 Springfield. Um, they I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In if you're shooting an odd rounds? six, you don't need a hollow point. Oh, you're telling anything. me that a, a hole the size of a golf ball through somebody's chest isn't big enough? Let me get you a 30 out six black talon. Uh, Jesus Christ. They were hollow points that were basically. So they've been coated in uh, a. They've been coated uh, in a Lubalox coating. Which was meant to be uh, like a lubricant, basically. Uh huh. Um, and the bullet was designed uh, so that basically they would they would expand, but the expansion was severely limited. So they would split into these six petals. Like oh the, my god! It's like the, the RX nine knife. It's like missile. the RX nine fucking knife missile. It would split into six petals upon impact and just shear through you. Just like a like a hole saw. Yes, like a fucking auger bit. Uh, oh my god, that's horrifying. They were used uh, in 1993. Um, they were used uh, by this guy, uh, Gian Luigi Ferry, to shoot 15 people in a law office in San Francisco. Uh, it's known as the the 101 California Street Shootings. Uh, because of that, and because of how like lethal and brutal the bullet holes from this guy's shooting were uh winchester uh ended up having to pull the black talon from commercial sales you know who still they sold a bunch of them to the military the military and law enforcement ding 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 the only military that exists in america anymore law enforcement uh-huh. Hey, hey, uh, just so you know, I did, uh, send a picture of the ballistic gel Yeah, to, that's, in the chat. Oh my god, yeah, you should put that up on Instagram. It's insane. Oh, they, dude, so that is big fucking that horrifying. With the Black Talons was the fact that all the shards, when, pe- like, when, like, people were tending to the victims, it was, like, slicing through surgical gloves and, like, uh, increasing risk of infection amongst medical staff. Like, these bullets were so lethal, they were hurting first responders. Um, so Winchester pulls them, 
and only sells them to fucking cops now, right? So it's this idea that, like, well, clearly, just because this is a very egregious example of hollow points, this should illustrate to you what hollow points do and what the point of them is. It's, and it is the they design. should be they should be outlawed. You should not be able to buy one. In New Jersey, for instance, the only time you're allowed to have hollow points in your possession uh, is if they're in your home or you are going to or from a licensed shooting range or to and from hunting with a hunting permit. Yeah. Which, by the way, if if you're shooting hollow points at a range, you're insane and you're made of money. And if you're shooting hollow points while you're hunting, stop hunting. You're a bad shot. Yeah, if you need a hollow point, you're a shit hunter. Well, also, if you're if you're using hollow point, you're you're absolutely destroying the meat. Like, yeah, you're, you're... If, if you're doing it, it's because you're a trophy hunter. In which case, stop hunting. Yeah, fuck you. Just like fucking don't, piece you're, of shit. You're a waste of they time. used to use the whole bison. So, I think a very reasonable thing that you could do is outlaw the production of hollow points. There are still going to be people that make them on their own, in their homes, because they have the resources to do so, but it will not be easy for an 18-year-old to go out and buy 120 rounds. It won't be easy for, like, that's the whole point. Like, that's the argument. And people talk about, like, well, I need hollow points because what if I need to defend myself from the military? Like, that's, when we talk about the Second Amendment... And the argument boils down to uh, uh, the, the idea of a well-regulated militia. To, like, that is bullshit. That is such a horseshit fantasy. If you believe that, you need somebody to watch you. You need, you need a fucking caretaker to strap a fucking helmet to your head every day. If you believe that the military that has fucking predator drones, that has jets that can literally fire missiles beyond the horizon, you're going to stop them? with 45 ACP hollow point rounds, use it on yourself. Because you don't know what you're fucking talking about. That's the call to action. Yeah, I mean, that's the episode. The episode is, uh, they're killing kids, they won't stop killing kids, uh, they'll, they'll make money off of killing kids, they'll make sure that politicians who don't care about killing kids are in office, and that legislation that allows for more kids to be killed continues to, to happen. Yes, that's Absolutely. The- and that any attempts to, to prevent any more of that from happening or to let off some of the steam or to prevent further escalation, all those efforts are foiled and backstopped by organizations like the NRA. Because dead kids make money. Dead, dead kids, kids make, make tons of money. of money. Ask Alex Jones. He made $2 million in Bitcoin for being shitty at depositions. All right. Well, that is well, one more episode of Worst in the Industry. Thank you. If you have stuck with us this far, we will back with you. Uh, we- we will back with you. We will be back with you next week, once again, with another episode about something. Who knows? You know, we'll figure it out. Uh, until then, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Kisses. I wasn't rapping about the past back, dealing dope. Got the offer and it's real low. Over one mil and it's still low. They all corporate, 
they all cute in suits yeah on bullshit with all that poop to scoop my shit going up i go root the roof they don't like that they want mute the truth they gonna switch sides they go group to group they want shoot the shit ain't got shit to shoot till i go crazy go and get the baby shark and hit him with the do 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 damn big boy you gotta shoot it with two hands couple john doe come through like who's man's Nah, she blew it like two grams Everyone I lose, abuse the fuse hands I'm right there on the edge of insanity Overlooking Vegas, overthinking my vanity You've been throwing shade, I'm enjoying the canopy Everybody dies, so I live out of fantasy Yeah, can I talk my shit now? I was playing two-hand touch, fuck it up, it's a hit now When I hit the road, do a show, hit a lick, then I skip town up in the spot, no dance, and I make them all get down. We you need to sit the fuck down, yeah. I don't even talk my shit now unless I got a reason. Everybody watching like Netflix got a new season. I'ma get rich, hit the dealership, get the new bands out. Bottom line, 316, like Stone Cold says so. They bury me alive, I was dead broke I've been living in the no-flex zone About to make a move, it's a escrow Cooking in the kitchen, my sauce like magic My pesto like presto Off a little bean, that espresso Little bit of lean like I'm getting over chest cold Got no chain, no, I can't chill Eight ball, got me feeling like eight mil Can't stay still, can't feel off a pain kill Got the little orange pill, not the day quill They fake with it, they ain't real they talk about bricks, but they can't build. I'm frank with it. I'm Jake Jill. I only sold gas. I'm Hank Hill. Tank filled with the propane. It's like a 10K grill. It's throwaway. They never ask if I'm okay. I'm never okay. Everybody want to cut. It's a dry vocal. I'm anti-love, anti-social. I'm bipolar. I'm bi-coastal. I might buy one and go postal. Can I talk my shit now? I was playing two-hand touch, fuck it up, it's a hit now. When I hit the road, do a show, hit a lick, then I skip town. Run up in the spot, no dance, and I make them all get down. Boy, you better sit the fuck down.